Hey, Revelation Wellness Podcast family. This is Dana Seymour, your podcast editor, and I am coming over here to tell you that today is the last day of our Black Friday sale. So we don't want you to miss out on a chance to give and get health and wholeness this holiday season. All of our challenges are only $19 with the code 21BLACK. And in case you missed it, our store is giving you gifts with your purchase. Spend $30 and get a free towel. Spend $50, get a free headband. Spend $100, get a free cap. Spend $200, get a free cap and get free shipping. In addition to all of that, you can save an additional 20% off already marked down clearance merchandise. You guys, it really, really doesn't get much better than this. So don't wait. The sale ends tonight. And now it's time for another Revving the Word. And Elisa is on part three of her prayer series. If you are still getting out Christmas decorations or cleaning up after the holidays, put on some headphones and listen to this great word that she has for you today. We love you guys. Be blessed. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, take a deep breath and inhale. Exhale. Do a few of those breaths that are audible. You can feel them and you can fill your belly. Maybe shake your hands out a bit, relax them, lower your shoulders. Notice if your neck is tight, just maybe roll your shoulders a bit. Loosen up, okay? Not so rigid. All right, excited to be with you today as we continue to press into the practice of prayer. Prayer, how's it going for you? I have a feeling if you're doing this with me, working out each week together, moving on a Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, or some of you every day of the week, I hope you take a rest day. But it's one, that you're moving with joy. And two, because movement is intentional, right? You have to have an intention to get up off the couch and go get whatever it is you need or do whatever you got to do. So our intention to press into prayer means that you're probably more conscious of it, thinking about it more. That excites me. It's so exciting. So I would love to hear, we here at the ministry would love to know how your prayer life's been doing. Be sure to comment on our socials if you're on social. If not, we love your emails. You can email testify at revelationwellness.org. Or even better, leave a review on this podcast. Leave a review. If we read your if we read your review on air, you will get a love greater than fear package. That's always fun. We love giving. I love giving. So it's my joy to be with you today and give you this third part 
teaching on prayer. So let's pray right now. God, thank you. Thank you for a body that moves today. Even if it's not moving like it did yesterday. We are here and you are filling our lungs with air. You are giving us a clear thought. You are better than anything this earth can offer. So here we are, God, loosening our grip, our rigidity that we have when we feel uncertain or unsafe. So God, come. Do the work inside of us that would set us free to live the abundant life, the life that you died to give us. Teach us to pray. Encourage us to pray. God, take this discipline of prayer and supersede it past another thing we have to check the box and do, God. Like that it is something we naturally do, like breathing, like blinking, like swallowing. If that's your prayer, you guys, say that. God, make this a part of me, that I am a prayerful person. Yes. And God, we know this is a work that you want to do by the Spirit and not according to our flesh. Our flesh is weak and opposed to prayer. So Holy Spirit, come. Have your time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, interesting little fact sets the stage for today. Recently, I Googled tools for spiritual growth. By the way, as far as effort on a scale of one to 10, anything over five is intentional movement under a five, daily movement, but five and higher, you're moving on purpose, with a purpose. Be a six, moving towards a seven. All right, so I Googled tools for spiritual growth, right? Because we just prayed, we need to grow in the spirit, not in our flesh. <laughs> My flesh has plenty of things that it can grab onto and nourish itself and grow. Come on. But my spirit, spiritual growth. So I Googled and the first link that came up, the most searched link, the most hit, visited website, Tools for Spiritual Growth. Ready? Number one, 
sage <laughs> to oracle or angel cards or tarot cards, everyone. Three, crystals. Four, aromatherapy. Five, pendulum swinging. I'll get back to that one. Six, candles. Seven, journal. Eight, mala beads. Prayer beads. <laughs> Anyone? Come on. This is what the world is turning to. These are the tools, the tricks, the tips of the world's quest for spirituality without a God. The spirit of self. The project self. Get myself some sage, some cards, some crystals, some aromatherapy. Come on. It's spirituality without God. And we have passed that, everyone. That is amateur hour. You, as a Christ follower, want to mature and grow. Here are your tools for spiritual growth. I'm gonna list a few out. These are not the only ones, but here we go. Internal disciplines, prayer, meditation, studying God's word, reading the word, and fasting. That means things I can do inside me. They are completely dependent on me choosing to do them. Reading God's word, praying God's word, meditating on God's word. A lot of you, you pray or you study, but you don't meditate. We have, that's why we did a whole 21 day challenge. Exercise your mental muscle on meditation, biblical. It's different than prayer and study telling you, if you've got a really overactive limbic brain, amygdala firing off all the time, go get yourself in the meditation challenge. And then fasting, right? Only I can decide to say no to something going in my mouth or even coming out of my mouth for that fact. So you can use those disciplines for growth. External disciplines, meaning it's gonna, it's gonna hinge on my environment around me. One, simplicity. Minimalism, keeping things, you know, not over possession. That's hard in today's world with Amazon here in one hour. Solitude. Submission in humility to authority and service. Those are disciplines, tools for spiritual growth. And then finally, there's these corporate ones, things that we, we have to come together to do. Worship. Yes. Listen, I'm so glad you're here. I want you to be in community. Go. 
Find a faith community. And if you can't find one, get into a Revelation Wellness Instructors community. They'll point you to a church. If you're liking what you're doing here, you're tasting the kingdom and the culture of the kingdom, they will point you. So worship in the presence of believers. Guidance, taking feedback from others to guide you. You gotta be aware you got blind spots, right? Confession. John says, we have fellowship with one another when we walk in the light. That's one. It's easier to be like, you know, I confessed it to God. Nobody else has to know. Uh Uh-uh. Confession in a corporate community of believers will grow you. So countercultural, you guys. The world is going to say, well, you don't owe anyone anything. You keep that to yourself. Come on. That's your flesh. (laughs) Go buy some sage. Just get a crystal for that. No. And finally, a tool for spiritual growth in the corporate environment, celebration. Yes. Y'all, we have an instructor training retreat. We are big on celebration. Keep moving. Keep moving. And I think that's what we do here together. I would like to think that. I think it's hard to move your body and not smile. And I would ask you this, if you're moving your body and not smiling, why are you so hard on yourself? Don't be so hard on yourself. Reset. This is a get to. You know, it's brain damage to strive in your workouts. It'll work. Striving is always the root of fear. (laughs) No one's chasing you. Unless you're running from God and he's chasing you down. And guess what? He's ahead of you. He's behind you. He's all around you. He's in you. Surrender. Fall down. Pray. Our scripture today. Oh, I love this one. Think about this with prayer. Think about this. Ephesians 6, 14 through 18. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. This is the word of the Lord. Everyone say, thanks be to God.
praying at all times in the spirit. Say it with me. Praying at all times in the spirit. I'm going to read this verse again. Think in pictures. Paul is writing from prison. He's writing to us. Ephesians is an encouraging letter. It's a reminding letter. It's kind of doctr- it's doctrinal too in terms of saved by grace. You've been saved by grace through faith. You were dead in your transgressions. But Christ made you alive, seated you with him in the heavenly realms. It's a great book. He's encouraging the church at Ephesus, keep going from prison. (laughs) This is the crazy of the gospel. Do not measure your life based on what you can see. Go back and listen to the kingdom series. You are a citizen of the kingdom. And as a citizen of the kingdom, Paul's telling us what to wear for battle. Fight the good fight. He tells us later in Philippians. But right now from prison, he wants you to get dressed. Come on. I know some of you have heard this verse before, but you've never heard this while your hippocampus is pumping out brain cells and neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine, and all those endorphins dancing around. You were made for hard things. Come on. Easy, flesh. Hard, spirit. Because it is a spiritual battle. Garb up. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Come on. The shield of your faith extinguishes his darts. The shield of your faith will tell your flesh where to go. And take the helmet of salvation. See the Lord placed on your head. You're saved. You're saved. Listen, the enemy comes after our head. You know that. In the Genesis, when the curse was handed out to the snake, God says to the snake, you, snake, Satan, you will bruise his heel. On your belly, you'll strike the Christ on the foot, but he will crush your head. You are under his feet. 
Satan. And so I believe Satan's head's been crushed. So what does he do? He comes back, says, all right, then I'm gonna crush the heads of your beloved ones. I'm gonna mess with their thoughts. I'm gonna keep them so busy and preoccupied with my kingdom, which is the empire of this world. I'm gonna keep them so busy with that that they don't even talk to you. They don't pray. So Paul says, keep your helmet on. You're saved. Salvation and the sword of the spirit. See the sword in one of your hands right now. Put one in what hand? Are you lefty or you righty? The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Y'all, if you don't read God's word for yourself, you don't know how to use a sword. It's like you show up on Sunday and borrow a sword, check it out, put it back, and go work the rest of the week with nothing in your hand. Read the word. Read the word. Right now, if you don't read the word and you don't have a hunger for God's word, pray this prayer. God, I confess. I am believing the lies of the enemy in my head who tries to crush my head that your word is worthless or that I am not worthy or able to read your word. So now, Holy Spirit, teach me. If anyone is in Christ, he I'm going to let Corey Russell once again All in our prayer series pray over Behold, you. This is called New Creation. Become new. I love this verse because I got radically saved 15 years ago, strung out on drugs way out there, and I found myself in a college parking lot. The power of God hit me in that parking lot. I jumped out of the van screaming, Jesus, I give you my life. I'm yours. I knew all the Bible stories and everything, but yet I'd run far from God. And I find myself February 18th, 1997, out of that van, screaming at the top of my lungs, Jesus, I give you my life, I'm yours. An explosion of divine life erupted on the inside of me. And in a moment, I was set free from years of addiction, years of bondage, years of blindness, years of depravity and condemnation. In one moment, I passed from death into life. One moment that changed everything is the greatest miracle of God infusing his very life. Come on, on praying at all times. Everything else just blew off and I became a new person. Listen, Corey's words are talking to your spirit. Let him. And he died for us. That you now stand completely justified in the presence of God. All your sins have been canceled, have been removed by the death and resurrection of Jesus. There's not one accusation, not one condemnation, not one word that can stop or remove you from the standing that you have been given in Christ Jesus. The God of glory, the God of eternity has made you his home. He hasn't left us alone, but he's placed and infused his very own life into the core of our being. Give me a little more, come on. You are no longer a slave of Satan. You are a slave of God right now. You have been yes. brought into a new Pick up your feet. Spirit on the inside of you. No longer in bondage anymore to evil desires and lust and fear and rejection and oppression. No longer in bondage. 
praying at all times in the spirit. There is a false grace message that is being perpetrated and this grace of God message is telling you, praise God you're forgiven and you have the liberty to live like the world does because praise God you're forgiven. Beloved, we're living in an hour to where many of you in this room we're feeling the pressures of how much alcohol can I drink before I'm drunk? How far can I go with somebody before it's considered immorality? How much can I do? How far can I go and step on the line until it's actually counted as sin? Beloved, if you are asking that question, you are in danger and you are drinking from the false grace message. Those doctrines of demons have its tentacles all wrapped around the church and that's why we've lost compatibility and intimacy with the God of glory. Beloved, I want you to understand Holy Spirit, stand up in us so that he can live on the inside of you and salute this prayer and come after you. And we need a revelation of what we've received because when you get a revelation of it, you live a heart of gratitude saying, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to talk to that. I don't want to hang out there. I don't want to do these things because it hurts. It hurts him and it hurts my connection to him. I'm pleading with you today that we began to cut off the soul ties from the messages that keep us living devoid of a Holy Spirit encounter. That we begin to divorce ourselves from self-help motivational speakers Come on. into the reality and the revelation yes. of Jesus Christ. I want you to make choices in your secret life. I want you to begin to say no to that movie that stirs up that lust and you end up going to do that stupid stuff. Beloved, God wants you to make decisions and God honors those decisions. You are not some intimidated little Less than a minute. Have such a victim Give me an eight. Our generation. Guys, I'm here to tell you, devil has been defeated. You can do it. Satan has been defeated. And God has made you his home. I'm telling you to lay hold of the power. Lay hold of the grace that will set you free from the law of sin and death. We need to rise up, take hold of the grace of God, to put to death the lust of the flesh. I want the grace of God. Be strong in the grace of God. Praying at all times in the spirit. That's what you just heard right there. And if it confronted your flesh, your pride, pull back. I promise you, some of you did not like that. You don't like it. And that's what you need. You do not need a gospel of comfort, a gospel of pleasure. Listen, he is the God of comfort who comforts us in all our afflictions. I'm convinced Paul wrote his greatest letters in his affliction. I know for a fact, I have known God the most through my pain. And that is gonna offend some people. You know what? Pray for them. It used to offend me too. But remember, this world is set up crooked. So what seems crooked to us is actually straight. And what seems straight to us is crooked. Well, Lisa, how will I know then? <laughs> Walk in the spirit. He'll never lead you astray. Galatians 5, 16 through 18. 
But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Be led by the Spirit. Pray. It, it doesn't prayer. It offends our flesh. Wait, you just want me to pray right now? I gotta. I can Google this stuff. I can reach out. I got some resources, God. Pray. Have you prayed? <laughs> Turn everything, <coughs> everything into a prayer. Come on. Praying at all times in the spirit with prayer and supplication. With all prayer and supplication. Meaning all prayer and your needs. Pray. I am convinced, y'all, if your body is an issue, you have to take an issue with your body, the enemy, has accused you and has kept you taking issue with your body over and over, making food or fitness the enemy. You're walking in the flesh. Walk with the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, says 2 Corinthians. Yeah. You want to know if you're walking with the Spirit? Free. You're free from worry. Free from shame. Free from guilt. Free from anger. Free from bitterness. Free from unforgiveness. This world cannot hold you. Say a prayer right now. Pray for yourself. Pray for someone else. Pray. One minute. Give me an eight. Go. Feet up. The floor is hot. Your feet are readied with the gospel of peace. Some people run with weighted vests. You have a breastplate of righteousness. And guess what? It is heavy. It's the glory of God upon you. It's weighty. But the spirit is more than capable to lead, to guide. Pull, spirit. Pull on us, spirit.
belt of truth on right now. Did you know if you engage your core, you can take 30% of the impact out of your knees, ankles, feet. Belt of truth. Truth girds you in and lifts you up. Helmet. Keep it on. You are saved. Saved by grace through faith. Saved by what, everyone? Grace. Grace. Mercy is not giving us what we deserve. Grace is giving us what we need. You can't earn it. Salvation. It doesn't have to make sense. It won't make sense to the world. You've been saved. Protect your head. Keep your helmet on. Sword of the Spirit. Thank you, God, for your word. Everyone, if you want to be bold, pray this prayer. God, give me a hunger for your word. God, give me a thirst for your word. More than Netflix, Instagram, Facebook, my phone. Give me a thirst for you. Pray that prayer. And y'all, the enemy's lied to you that the word of God is a waste of time or not powerful. I told you the four reasons we don't pray. Let me review these. Pull back, cool down. Four reasons why we don't pray. And we can even say read the word of God. One, we think it has to be eloquent when we pray. We think we have, we have to say all the right words. Listen, prayer is not a TED talk. It's not a sermon. And when you read the word, you do not have to totally understand it to be nourished by it. Of course, before you read the Word of God, pray. Pray. Holy Spirit, I cannot understand these words without you. So come and teach me, Holy Spirit. I want to learn about my Father and my home of the kingdom. Teach me. That's it. Pray. Prayer and the Word of God, they must coexist. They co-mingle. So we don't pray because we think it has to be eloquent. That we have to say pretty words because pretty people pray pretty prayers. What? Name it Jesus. That's your flesh taking measurements. Second, we think it has to be done a certain way. 
or at a certain time or in a certain place, meaning I have to close my eyes and pray. You guys, I pray over people with my eyes open all the time. One time I was in New York City, get on a subway, <laughs> and there are ample opportunities to bless. It's awesome. And this man was on the subway, seemed a little troubled in mind, maybe not even all there. But he also seemed really kind, confused. So as we're getting off the train, and I'm with my husband, the police officer. He's, I like to call him my security guard. And he knows. Well, there goes my wife again. He's on post. Because I told him, you're not going to stop me. I'm not afraid. So this man and the whole subway car is looking at this man. And I just stood up. And I put my hand on his shoulder. And I looked at him in the eye and I said, in Jesus' name, you are a beloved son of God. Peace to you. Peace to you. And he just looked at me eye to eye. I prayed over him. I didn't pull him aside and say, hey, can we go outside and close our eyes and bow our heads and hold hands together? No. Just pray. Pray. And by the way, before I prayed over him, I prayed on him, I was praying to the Lord. And I heard the Lord say, when you leave, stand up, bless him, speak identity over him. Okay, Father, I'll do that. Am I scared? Yeah, a little. But you know what scares me more? Disobedience, missed opportunities. And trust me, I don't always get this right. Trust me. My flesh will talk me out of praying for someone or keep me so busy I don't have time to pray. Come on. So we think it has to be done a certain way. Don't forget, we don't pray because we have an accuser who wants us to think it doesn't work. We have an accuser, the enemy, whose head has been crushed by the cross. But see... If we don't live a crucified life, then he can crush our head. Everyone, die already. Just die. Die. Die to yourself. Project self. Defund it. We have an accuser who wants us to think it doesn't work. And the big one that I've been pressing in today is our flesh. Our flesh is weak. And we are lazy, and we are prone to want results. If we do it, our flesh wants results right now. Prayer is patient and consistent. Prayer is patient and consistent. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is patient and consistent. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. <laughs> I think in our society, that's the linchpin. Patience is the turning point into the deeper life in the spirit. 
Everyone can say they have love. Everyone can say, yeah, I've got some joy. That was a good night last night. That was joyful. I've got peace. Look at me holding my tongue. Do I have patience? Because my patience will keep my kindness. My kindness will keep me gentle and good and in self-control and faithful. Man, patience, everyone. Keep praying. Y'all, you didn't stop eating because you didn't like last night's dinner. (laughs) You keep eating. If you eat, you pray. If you drink, you pray. By the way, that's a little tip for you all. I've been needing to drink more water. I always need to drink more water. But more than that, I've been wanting to pray more. Just pray. Just turn my affections over to the Lord as much as possible during the day. It's just way more fun, way more joyful, way more free. So I also need to drink more water. So now every time I drink water, I pray. And because I'm wanting to pray more, I'm drinking more water. See how those go? It's called habit stacking. And you can do it in the spirit. That's a spiritual tool. Walk by the spirit. Walk by the spirit. Come on. Sing, praise, pray, lose yourself in him. your Holy Spirit pray pray praise him give thanks turn your ear to hear now faith comes through hearing the Word of God hear and speak You are a patient and prayerful person. You hear me, soul? You are a prayerful and patient person. And you are the power of world change. Pray the world into change. Pray it. grow your spirit you must feed your spirit praying at all times in the spirit means I have to tend to the needs or the wants of my spirit 
right? My flesh has needs. My spirit draws me into wants. The spirit of God is complete and lacks nothing. So it doesn't need anything, but it wants you. And in the spirit, that's why you can say, I'm content. I have no needs. I'm content. The spirit isn't like your flesh. Your flesh is constantly sucking on the pacifier of needs. But you be led by the spirit. Walk by the spirit. Praying at all times in the spirit. And your spirit will grow. Better than using sage, angel cards, crystals, aromatherapy. Everyone, let's cast these all out right now. I'm going to say, we're going to break off the spirit of this age. <laughs> and then you're going to say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we rebuke and break off the spirit of needing sage to find God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we break off tarot cards, demonic cards, say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the need for crystals as a source of light, in Jesus' name. The salvation of aromatherapy, we break it off, in Jesus' name. Candles, journaling, mala beads, all of these, we break them in Jesus' name. Listen, I got nothing wrong, I got nothing against a journal or a candle or a pretty crystal or a good smell. They will not save you. By no other name are we saved but Jesus. Who gives us his spirit. Grow our spirit up. a quick takeaway everyone I could do a whole teaching on this and maybe I will next week if you want to grow your spirit so that you're praying at all times in the spirit and walking by the spirit because your spirit is opposed to your flesh isn't that a great thing it's so great I'm so glad that they're contrary to each other this is why we train everyone so you can feel that contrary push and pull inside of you. And then you can go, oh, hey. My spirit's wanting some terror, or my flesh is wanting territory. I'm gonna bow down and let the spirit come through. And you'll keep growing. You'll keep growing. I'm gonna save this teaching for next time 
on how we continue to grow in the spirit so we can pray at all times. But for now, God, I thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for Paul's imagery of us like a Roman soldier, the same soldier that was probably pacing back and forth in front of his cell, taunting him, jeering him. (laughs) Thank you that he turned it in to teaching for us that we are soldiers in the army of God, ready with our shield of faith and our sword in our hand, praying at all times in the spirit. Back up this word, God, with your spirit that will cause us to draw near you when the contrary ways rise up in us. Make us prayerful people, God. Revelation Wellness, we are a house of prayer. Welcome home. Thank you, God. Thank you, donors, for making this possible. Listen, every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is our corporate prayer call. Come, come confess, come celebrate, come repent, come be caught on fire. We're pulling on heaven every Wednesday, and I hope to see you there. It's a practice, everyone. It's a discipline rooted in delight. I love you and thank you. Again, donors, thank you to the nations. And we pray for the nations in Jesus' name. Amen.